First Baptist Athens offers this podcast of devotions for Lent. Today's devotion is offered by Ryan Bratton. It is based on the story from Jonah, when God shows mercy to the people of Nineveh. The scripture is read from the Contemporary English Bible. The devotion begins with music provided by Sarah Del Bene, playing What Wondrous Love Is This, arranged for flute. Lay aside everything else for the next few minutes. Allow the music to settle your soul, making space to listen for God. God saw what they were doing, that they had ceased their evil behavior. So God stopped planning to destroy them, and he didn't do it. But Jonah thought this was utterly wrong, and he became angry. Then the Lord God provided a shrub, and it grew up over Jonah, providing shade for his head and saving him from his misery. Jonah was very happy about the shrub, but God provided a worm the next day at dawn, and it attacked the shrub so that it died. Then, as the sun rose, God provided a dry east wind, and the sun beat down on Jonah's head so that he became faint. He begged that he might die, saying, It's better for me to die than to live. God said to Jonah, Is your anger about the shrub a good thing? Jonah said, Yes, my anger is good, even to the point of death. But the Lord said, You pitied the shrub, for which you didn't work, and which you didn't raise. It grew in a night, and it perished in a night. Yet for my part, can't I pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 people who can't tell their right hand from their left? And also many animals? This passage from the third and fourth chapters of Jonah tell the story of Jonah and the Ninevites, a story which can be read and taken in many ways. 
Every time I read of Jonah going to Nineveh to proclaim God's message, I picture him as one of the original street preachers, although I doubt he had a megaphone. Perhaps this lack of megaphone led to him losing his voice, crying out to what he thought was an unreceptive audience. This could explain why he developed such a sour mood, or perhaps it was for another reason. To me, Jonah's attitude as these events unfold is what makes this story real and meaningful, even more so than the theme of repentance of the Ninevites. At the beginning of chapter 4, we see Jonah become very displeased and angry when he finds out that God changed God's mind about bringing calamity onto the city of Nineveh. Rather than being pleased that they welcomed his message and made change, he's upset that they won't be overthrown. How can someone who is supposedly a messenger of God be so disappointed that these people avoid a certain doom? Wouldn't someone of this status be overjoyed that they have turned from evil ways and live on to believe in the same God that Jonah does? The answer to these questions seems more clear when we take a look at the modern-day street preachers, evangelists, and zealots. I've never really interacted with one of these street preachers, but my impression is that they're less concerned with converting others to meaningful relationships with God or having others faithfully follow their proclamations. They're more concerned with informing everyone of where they stand in the hierarchy of who God's love and grace will fall upon. Of course, this is not what they say explicitly, but I think we can all see the self-righteousness pervade even in the sermons of humility. This is how I picture Jonah's attitude here. I think he was more concerned with proving that he was the righteous one, that God loved him, but was upset with their actions. When God's mind changed, Jonah felt that he had been betrayed by God, when in reality, he had just lost his sense of moral superiority. Jonah goes on to whine and feel sorry for himself, even as God gives him some relief with a bush for shade before, somewhat humorously, appointing a worm to attack the bush, at which point Jonah wishes to die rather than live in the scorching heat. I think this point in the story leads us to two situations which translate quite accurately to the present day. The first of these is this feeling of entitlement and privilege. Jonah is here complaining until God questions him about his right to even be upset that he lost the bush. What good is it to be concerned about something for which you did not labor and which was temporary? This is a lesson we can use today in a world which values material and status so much. How much of what we have is really ours, and how much of it is given to us by others? By the grace of God. There are often more important things to worry about, like how we can use what we do have to help others, much like Jonah could do with the Ninevites. The other situation we see here is going back to the idea of self-righteousness, especially compared to others. I think that Jonah sees himself as more worthy of God's grace than these people of Nineveh. I unfortunately find myself sometimes feeling similar to Jonah. Growing up going to church every week, hardly ever missing a Sunday, I felt that I was putting in all this time to church, attending youth and singing in choirs, while my peers were inconsistent in attendance, occasionally even apathetic about the whole church thing. I found myself conflicted inside, knowing that these people were loved by God just as much as I was, yet I was putting in more work, so to speak. This is hard to reconcile as a teenager, and even difficult now. I think Jonah felt something similar in this situation. Perhaps you have too. However, I do realize our actions and even intentions don't always tell the whole story. It's certainly not about comparing who is the best follower of God, 
rather how we can use our unique experiences to complement each other as we all strive for better relationships with God. I want to close with this in mind as you go about your week. How can you show others that a relationship with God is not a competition, but a team effort? What are you doing to actively invite and welcome others, regardless of their stage of faith, to join this journey we are on? Pray with me. Dear God, help us to see the impact of our actions and use them to bring more love into this world. Guide us away from selfish feelings and towards a more selfless embodiment of what it means to be a Christian. Amen.